This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. I just drink wine. Well, hello and welcome to the wine situation. Where the situation is, uh, is that we're still, you know, doing more drinking alone, because hopefully we're still, even if we're vaxxed up, hopefully we're being careful. Although apparently there's, I mean, stuff stuff is going to open up for indoor dining soon, which is just, I'm like, really? Is it really? After a year? Is it really? Oh my god. Um, I'll have to come up with a new situation with wine that'll convince me that you need to listen to me talk about wine on this podcast. But I mean, what the heck, I was doing it for a couple of years before pandemic, so I'm sure I can continue afterwards. Uh, who am I and why do you want to enjoy a glass of something? Which, if you haven't poured yourself a beverage, unless you have, you know, uh, unless you're headed to work or you're operating heavy machinery or, or also known as a car. Also, maybe if you're going to operate a, like a Vitamix, maybe don't don't drink too much. That, that thing's pretty powerful. Uh, but otherwise, you know, get yourself a glass of wine. I, El Clifford, as I said, or Ellen, depending when and where you meet me, uh, blah, 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 uh, you want my credits. I write for Delectable and occasionally Venice and a couple other sites. I host this podcast. I have a diploma from the Wine Spirit Education Trust and I'm a certified sommelier, so I don't know everything. Good golly, guys. If I do become a master of wine, then, then no, I'll still not know everything. You know why? Also, because things are always changing in the wine world. It's so true. What is this podcast? Well, I'll tell you soon. We're going to have segments. And from those segments, there shall be many tangents because I am a very tangential person. Although I heard someone once say that you can tell sort of the quality or the, like, connection you have with another person based on like the number of tangents your conversations take, which I think is kind of true because when when there are tangents and you just have to keep going on and on and talking to that person, that just means, you know, you're not having to search for, so what did you do today and how is your mom? I mean, there's nothing wrong with those questions, but it's just nice when when things flow. So I'm going to now just, we're going to flow right into our agenda for the day so that you know what you have coming. I'm I'm trying to, I'm going to try and make this one like a little, last week was pretty long, but it was worth it, but it was long. So right now it's 11 p.m. on Saturday night. There's going to be a time change, you know, I'm going to try not to stay up all night. So I'm I'm going to try and keep this one like, you know, keep this episode tight, guys. Just dial right in. So, okay, our agenda. I'm going to have a little, just like an update on stuff I've been up to. Uh, We're going to have the results from the poll I asked last week. We're going to get into another woman-made wine. I have a gorgeous glass of rosé. Just like, oh, I can't wait to get into it. So um, then we're going to have a segment of on the food side. And that's it. And then I will send you on your merry way to... Go forth and, I don't know, make the world a better place. Because I like to imagine that my listeners are good people. Okay, so uh, so update. I It's been a busy week. I like was shooting on this uh, indie movie. And then I, I, so I got to, this is the wine update. My dear friend, Jared Hooper, who I got to have on the podcast. God, I have to have him on the podcast soon. Who knows? Maybe he'll end up being, maybe I'll add a final five with Jared. Um, He worked at Faith and Flower. I've staged for him. He was kind of my original mentor 
at the beginning of pandemic, he moved to Sonoma. So when lo and behold, when I got a message from him being like, oh, I'm inviting you and a bunch of other wine professionals to Santa Maria for the day to do uh, a vineyard walk and a wine tasting. I was like, hey, that sounds like, you know, kind of COVID safe, especially because so many of the people in the uh, food industry are, have gotten vaccinated. And um, I was like, oh my God, yes. So I hopped in the car with my friend Eric and we drove all the way to Santa Maria. It's a beautiful drive up the coast, guys. And we got to, so it was Native 9 and Rancho Veneto, 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 um, Veneto, Veneto. Uh, the winemaker was there. He was telling us all about his vineyards. He actually has some own rooted uh, uh, rootstocks there. Uh, it was a Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. So we sort of got to go know the vineyard and heard about how he's like not certified organic or anything, but he's basically like pretty organic. Like he's just like, ugh, why deal with all that bullshit? And I'm like, right on. Um, I met some new people. I saw some old friends I hadn't seen in person forever. Then we all went and well, everybody else was like eating meat, meaty and steaky things. Although they they did have some delightful cheese plates out. So I, we, okay. So we tasted from, from native nine, we tasted a 2010 Pinot Noir, a 2011, a 12, a 13, a 14, a 15, a 16 and a 17. And then we had a 2004 too. And it was, I don't do, I'm just telling you guys, I've got to do verticals more often. It was so much fun. Um, I felt very validated. 2011 was probably my favorite, followed by 2017 and after that, 15. Apparently 2014 was Jared's favorite. So uh, it was a good time. That's that's my wine update. Other than that, I've been doing, I've been unusually just like, maybe it's because I started trying to write some sketch. Like now every other moment I'm like, oh, this is an idea for an article or a sketch or a film I want to make. I came up with, I have now just more things I want to write. And I'm like, also getting voiceover auditions. I'm like, all I really want to do is act. So screw all that. I'm going to do neither and go and make this little podcast for you. Anyway, that is, that's what I've been up to update. And now I would like to know how you are. You can find me on the Instagram at Ellen Clifford or at the wine situation and say hi to me there. Tell me what you're drinking. Tell me what, you know, I, I don't care. Just say hi. <laughs> Send me some love, please. Uh, you can also, you know, go on the iTunes, Apple, Apple uh, podcasts also, <laughs> I guess, is technically now the platform for it. And like drop, drop a nice little rating. Just say like, cool, love this podcast. It's good stuff. I, I don't care. Um, that'd be helpful. I feel like I need to do a push to get like a, I have an, I have a small but loyal following, but I feel like I'd like, I want more guys. Am I being greedy? I don't know. Um, at any rate, I do. I love it when you guys tell me how you are. So do that. If you know me, you can text me. Um, you can email me. I don't care. There's so many ways to communicate. I'm going to do I'm going to do a segment about that at some point because the number of apps I've now, it's like you talk to people on Instagram and Facebook and email and text. And now there's this app called Telegram and then there's Clubhouse. And then like for my work, like first we we're using Asana and then we were using Zoho and now we're using an app called Monday. It just like there's so, oh, and then there's Slack. Can't forget Slack. I guess I, <laughs> I guess I can't do that segment in the future. I pretty much just did it. Uh, there'll probably be more. Anyway, all I'm saying is you have a lot of ways to talk to me, so do it. Okay, now we have our poll results. This is this is fun. So my poll was, you know, what 
wine glasses are, are your favorite to drink out of. And wow, I in my head, I've just been so dialed into Zaltel, Grazel, and Zweisel that, and, that I was like, what are the other things? And, and people reminded me of some other things. So uh, first off, my cheeky cheeky friend Rebecca just said Target. <laughs> I'm like, fair enough. Uh, Kakasmurf69 said, I don't know much about wine glasses, but the Palavino air rating one looks badass. Aha, ha ha. That's spelled A-H-A-H-H-A-H-A. Ha ha ha. At least I'm picturing him saying it that way. Thanks, Kakasmurf69. You're funny. Uh, and I've never heard of Palavino. Huh? Chris Plants said Zalto, which I was kind of like, I tend to veer towards Zalto myself, except when I break them, then I hate them. <laughs> and he was like, uh, yeah. Um, A. Hormozy, hi, Aryan, said, I'm going to be plebeian, but Ikea hasn't done me wrong. Okay, fair enough. My friend uh, Darius texted me to say that he was at Redbird, which is an awesome restaurant in DTLA. That's downtown Los Angeles. Uh, and he was very impressed that they use Stolzel, Stolzel, S-T-O-L-Z-L-E, glasses there. And I shockingly, I'm like, the last time I was there, I was with someone I hadn't seen in a long time. And even though we were both wine fanatics, I was like more concentrated on like getting to talk to the person that I think I didn't even notice the type of glassware they used. But I'm not super familiar with Stolzel, but now I want to be. Also, Darius uh, and I are probably going to be like shooting something for his his production company about glassware, so stay tuned. Um, <laughs> generic clothing said gra Grazzle, which I that's actually what I'm using today, guys. I'll tell you about it in a second. Katie Casper is awesome. Said I personally prefer at Spiegelau glassware. That's Spiegelau, which guys I don't know that I've tried that either. Uh, for wine and beer glasses, just the right combination of aesthetics, function, and pretension. <laughs> that was honest. I like that. But, exclamation point, at wine underscore spectator offers a 10-year warranty per glass, which holds a pretty decent value. There's small print, but it's worth it. Thank you for the tip, Katie. I might, I'm, I'm making a note to myself right now. Uh, where's my calendar? Oh, I'll just put it on a post-it. Look into Spiegelau. And also Stotzel. I mean, I want to replace my Zweisel glasses, but I haven't been able to find them, so I maybe I'll try a different glassware. But if you can find me the eighteen seven the Zweisel eighteen seventy two Inoteca Burgundy glass, ugh, do it. Okay. Um, more results. At Gormandizer says freebies from at Raw Wine World and IKEA <laughs> mismatches. You know, I love my wine glasses I get from tastings, and actually recently our tasting group has had some spirits tastings that have like given us little little things to drink things like scotch out of, which is is cool. But I do miss I miss the taste the glasses you get from live tastings, except they're also always like I've broken I don't have currently any tasting event glasses, partly because it's been a year since we've had tastings in person and partly because I always end up breaking them. I don't know if it's because they're lesser quality or because I use them when I'm feeling more casual. Uh, I don't know. Um, God, I can't wait for free wine glasses. <laughs> okay. At Queer Comedian said, no stem. Heart eye, emo heart eye emoji, fire emoji, red heart emoji. Okay, Julia, I love you. You know I do. That That's who Queer Comedian is. She's been on the show. But I... Man, I can't get with no stem. I, really, I mean, unless... There's certain situations, certain bars, I'm like, okay, cool, at least it's not like in a solo cup, but I just, 
and also it's weird that I say that considering I am a person who's notorious for accidentally just grabbing the glass by the bowl and not paying attention. What are you going to do? I, I just, I love stemware and I like the stems. So no stem. I'm like, but I want stems. Okay. Um, and lastly, Jer Bear Som, that would be the same Jared who invited me to the Native Nine tasting last week and said Grozzle. So that's like two votes for Grozzle and then like a whole bunch of other things plus a couple votes for uh, Ikea. So... Huh. Interesting poll results. I still haven't decided what I'm going to buy to reward myself for graduating WSET, but I, I'm probably going to keep trying to seek out my old Zweissel glasses, but in the meantime, I'm going to look into Stolzel and um, Spiegelau, and then probably, uh, or I might buy another Grassel glass. Or I might hit my friend Kevin, my friend Kevin, Kevin Jones. He runs Liquid Assets. It's a cool wine storage place. He, he hooked me up with the Grassel glass. Speaking of... I do believe we are now at the place in the agenda where I can get into what I'm drinking. And I happen to be drinking it out of the Grazel Crew glass, which is a burgundy glass. Now, I'm using it for a rosé, though, but that is because it's a deeply hued rosé, so I didn't want to put it in a white wine glass. But I didn't quite want to put it in the the Zalto uh, burgundy glass because that felt this one's, this one's a little, this Grazel one is a little more streamlined. What is this wine I'm about to sample for you? It is Giovanna Tantini Azinda Agricola Rosé. It's a Bardolino Chiaretto. Now, guys, when people think of Venice and they think of Venice Reds, I know everyone's thinking about Valpolicella, which, you know, is great and all. But you know what's really near uh, Valpolicella, just like a little north of it, also along like near Lake Garda, is Bardolina. Well, Bartolino, where they they make a rosé, and the rosé is called Chiaretto. So, guys, Bartolino Chiaretto, like, they don't have as big a name as Valpolicella, but I'm a big fan of Bartolino wines. Um, so I, I did a little bit of research on, on their website. There's a charming uh, video where we see Giovanna herself amongst amongst her vines. Um, apparently, the company was owned by her family for generations, she went and got a law degree, and then she's like, nah. <laughs> uh, I know so many lawyers who like get a law degree and then are like, nah, I'm going to do wine instead. And I mean, if you already have a family winery to take over, then why the fuck not? So she decided to devote her life to viticulture. She started working in vineyards in 1996. She went to a postgraduate school, um, and then which led to her making her first wine in 2002. So guys, she's been at uh, 19 years already. Now, granted, she, she mentioned that I didn't go into it in depth in my research. Um, she has a couple of collaborators who are like agri agriculture people and um, winemakers that she also works with. But it sounds like she got a degree and does like a lot of the making herself. So maybe just, you know, she likes to work with other people. Um, apparently also the Giovanni Tantini, they have a B&B &B bed and breakfast near Lake Garda, which, God, that sounds romantic. Ugh. Uh, let's hear a little, I love that this website gave you a ton of specifics about this, this wine. It's this particular bottling of it. Um, so listen to me shuffle my papers here and, uh, make sure I have all the information for you in the correct order. Golly, what am I doing here? Um, hi, set stuff aside. Hold on. I'm going to pause and I'm going to resume. I feel like I've 
printed out something else, but um, so they start with their with their text sheet for this this wine. They start with the curing of the vines, which they say special attention was paid to caring for the young plants in the months before darkening. The yield is assessed before harvesting. The grapes are selected based on their maturation components, special attention at acidity and sugar content. They harvested them in mid September. The grapes were picked by hand and placed in tray, trays. And uh, let's see, vinification for each variety are carried uh, that's carried out separately. Oh, also, just you know, the, the grapes that they use here, they're the same ones as Valpolicello, which is Corvina, Molinara, and um, suddenly, why am I blanking on it? I'm such a dork. Uh, <laughs> Corvina, Rondinella, and Molinara. Yes, those, those are the grapes, right? Right. <laughs> Sometimes my brain just goes, Murr empty. Uh, so those are the grapes, the red grapes they used to make this lovely rosé. So, okay, so each of these varieties was, uh, they were separately, uh, they, they, everything was carried out separately. The crushing, the destimming, cold maceration at five cel degrees Celsius, which, what is that in Fahrenheit? That's, that's pretty cold. That's like getting close, that's like in the 40s, I think, until, um, as I read this, I'm like, oh, this is definitely a translation. Um, so I'm trying to fix it for you guys if I'm stuttering a lot. So they were cold maceration at five Celsius to obtain a pale pink col uh, color. Soft pressing of the crushed grapes, which is followed by static clarification of the must at eight degrees Celsius. Fermentation at controlled temperature of 16 to 18 Celsius. That's like in the 60s, early 60s. For a period of 16 days, the blend of wines is done at the end of fermentation, respecting production discipline, which they capitalized both production and discipline. So, okay. Um, then aging in stainless steel vats at eight degrees Celsius for six months, then two months in the bottle before release. Oh, and then they have their tasting notes and their pairing things. So I'm going to hide that. And now we're going to, well, we don't have a game that's a game because we're not doing who, what, when, where, why this episode, but uh, we're going to play the game now that's not a game, which is, which is what's in the glass? Where I walk you through this wine tasting like like us wine dorks do. So this wine is uh, I'm gonna put it like medium salmon color. It's very very pretty. Uh, it almost appears like there's an effervescence, but maybe it's just the, the wine's cold. Uh, medium tears. It is star bright. Actually, it's not. It's more just like bright. Uh, no evidence of gas or sediment. Let's uh, let's take a whiff. Ooh medium plus nose there's a good amount of red fruit like uh i'm getting like red plums i'm getting raspberries i'm getting so much raspberry but also like a hint of salinity and like a minerality to it um other than that just like very pretty very pretty um it's moderate but it's like delicate intensity if that makes sense uh maybe a bit of white peach that has that kind of almost floral thing but still a peach let's put it on the palate Mm. I'm supposed to cheers you before I step, so I at least cheered you, cheers to you before I swallowed. That's what she said. I don't know what that joke means here. Um, now I'm going to cheers you properly because it just seems right. Mmm. Nom 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 nom. Ooh, so mineral, so very crushed rock, and strawberry and raspberry, and peach and like a little bit of white flower in there maybe a hint of rose petal oh i'm just going right into okay medium plus acidity 
medium body. Let's guess what the alcohol is. Not guess, assess. Mm. I'm going to go 13, maybe 13.5. Let's see what the bottle says. 12.5. Okay. I should have stuck with 13. Just <laughs> doing myself wrong here by second guessing. <sighs> I have been like really messing up at figuring out alcohol level blind tasting recently. I don't know. Yesterday I tasted, I was tasted on rather, I should say one that I like way overshot the alcohol and the next one I way undershot the alcohol. I'm like, why? why? And normally I'm like pretty stealth with that. Hmm. You get maybe just like the hint of prickly, like tannic grip, because these were red wine grapes that I think had like a little bit more, well, the deeper color of this pink, uh, I think means they had a little more, a little more time on their skins. So what next? What next? I'm just all out of sorts, guys. Uh, I'll call acid finish. Hmm. Oh, I'm going to go medium plus because, like, you think it's fading and then, like, you get this almost citrus, like, tangerine kick at the very end. Oh, I've been trying to explore mid-palette, front-palette, and back-palette more. Since this is a shorter-than-usual episode, let's do that. Because apparently, I don't know, this one this this one guy, well, there's a book I want to read that this master of wine just wrote, recently wrote. I think it's called Beyond Flavor. But he really, like, sort of assesses wines in a very unique to him but maybe it's useful way where he'll be like well this grape variety usually hits you in this way you get more of that at the mid palate or this this one this wine is round this wine feels like more angular he, he seems really into the mid front and back palate so let's do it i'll try and remember his name for another episode when i've read his book maybe yeah. Ooh, i if I was going to say this wine had like a journey, like if if I was going to show you drawn two dimensional, like the road this wine traveled, it starts by going like it gets a little acid and then it's like going uphill with the fruit. And then there's just a very gentle slope downward, but then it feels like it's creeping up again. That's the shape you picture. Picture my tongue making that shape and you know what I feel like the front palette. It's all just mineral. The mid palette is like the deep fruit, and at the end you're getting the floral. And then, like I said, if you hang out and wait for the finish for a second, yeah, you get a little like citrus limey, sh limey shit going on. This is fun. I've had one other of Giovanna Tantini's wines. I <clears throat> this one came to me from being on the Garagiste wine mail email list, which you should totally sign up for if you're in wine. Um, amazing bargains. How much should I pay for this bottle? Let me double check. Uh, this bottle of wine cost me eight ninety one, and it's a good fucking bottle of rosé. Also, I just really want Bartolino, the region, and the Veneto to get more respect and attention because it deserves it. Damn it! Although maybe not because then the wines will cost more. Huh? It's a conundrum. I tell you, a conundrum. I want people to carry more of them, but I don't want to get too popular because I want to be able to afford it. Ah, <sighs> life. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to see what their tasting notes were. Okay. Degust degustation notes. Color, light pink rose petal. Okay, well, not salmon then, according to them. Nose, delicate fresh red fruit. Yes. 
Mouth fresh and lively. Okay, they they did not go too in depth. Um, they also offer some like uh uh food matching ideas. They suggest appetizers, meats, fish, sushi, pizza, spaghetti, risotto. So everything. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Maybe no, this could go with a salad. Appetizers. I'm like this could go with some mozzarella sticks. I don't know, but yeah, maybe if I read the Italian, it would be a little more. Um, in depth there. I, it's sushi pairing. That's that's an interesting thought. I would definitely drink this with pizza or risotto. I'm really not big a, a big pasta fan, so I don't know about spaghetti, but that just came out of my mouth. Weird, 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 weird spaghetti. <sighs> I am talking too fast. So that was your wine, the 2018 Giovanna Tantini Rosé Bartolino Chiaretto. Okay, so now we have our on the food side. And this is just something that's been bringing me like, well, since October when it started, uh, a, a little bit of joy is Fuego Box. It's one of those um, like hot sauce of the month services. And I, I, you can choose like, you know, I think I chose the one that's like, you mix it up. It comes in this like delightful, the hot sauce arrives each month in this delightful little box that says Fuego Box. And it's very just like bespoke. Um, and they give you the, the thing that really, like, I love this because they give you like a little hot sauce log with, you know, date started, date completed. And I'm just realizing this now because I didn't read the front page. If you log 33 hot sauces and you like put it on Instagram, then you get like the next several ones free. And I have not been posting these on Instagram. So I'm like, I should start now. Yeah. Oh, but you have to do a picture. Oh, post a picture of the pages as you review them. Oh, so maybe I can go back and like uh, start. <laughs> I'll start doing this and then like three years from now. Well, no. I mean, can I log other hot sauces that don't come from Fuego? Maybe. We'll, we'll find out. Um, so the cool thing is it's very much like wine tasting, this hot sauce tasting thing. So they give you a place to write down hot sauce name, the maker, the origin, date tasted. Then there's a blank that says sampled. And I was like, sampled, are you supposed to say what you ate it with? Who you, I'm not sure what we're supposed to put next to sampled since we like, normally I would think that's where you put the date, but we already have a date. Um, they give you a rating, you know, you can fill in how many stars up to five. Then you, there's a place for your own tasting notes. There is a heat meter, which goes from, let me just uh, read these to you. Meh, mild, medium, hot, very hot, powerful, painful, extreme, and lastly, mommy, exclamation point. <laughs> then there is a, uh, there's a flavor wheel, so it kind of looks like a bullseye. So for each element, depending how much of it, you, you can fill in the little squares. So if you didn't think there was any berry fruit at all, you would leave that piece of the pie completely blank. But there's, let me see, how many did they break it into? Like one, two, three. There's like up to five um, squares you can fill in to show the strength of this element. And this is what really interested me because it really reminded me of with the, the Wine and Spirit Educational Trust, you know, you'll, you'll have all your different like families of flavors and the different examples. So I, and the strength. So I, I let me walk you through what theirs are. So first off, berry fruit, citrus fruit, tropical fruit, dark fruit, floral, herbal, vegetal, 
garlic slash onion, vinegar. See, this is the part that was cool to me because I was like, oh, all these so far sound like things you'd look for in wine. But then all of a sudden you get into these hot sauce specific things. Guys, I want to be a sommelier of hot sauce. This is my new goal. Okay, so then vinegar, salty, sweet, spices, smoky, roasty. I'm like, those are similar, but I can see how they're different. Oh, okay. Chocolate and finally linger, which I guess is the finish. So on, uh, so far I have had uh, one called Guajillo Monster, which was like from New Jersey. And uh, that, that one was a four out of five, but it was my first one. Little did I know, like they keep, okay. So the next one was so far my hands down, like probably favorite so far. It's not the spiciest, but it was just so complex and interesting. And this was the Hell's Kitchen Black Forest Black Cherry Balsamic Vinegar um, based <laughs> salsa. I I probably will be going on their website. So you, then you can go and like rebuy the salsas if you liked them, which uh, I really loved the Hell's Kitchen Black Forest. Like also it sounds hella goth is did like my second favorite, but we'll get to that. Um, the next month was uh, no shade, but I didn't love the Santa Fe Grande hot winter hot sauce. Also, it's called Santa Fe, but apparently it's from Oregon. So what up? Hmm. That doesn't make sense to me, but I, I mean, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't my favorite. Uh, the next month I was so surprised because I saw we had a, uh, a Verde hot sauce which is normally not my my thing, but this one came from Austin. It was the Bottle Rocket hot sauce. And uh, yeah, I actually ended up, it's probably also like a second favorite. <laughs> um, then the this month we had the Hellfire Devils blend of Scotch Bonnet, but they blend it with like pineapple and pears and papayas. So it's super spicy, but like, also complex and interesting. I am also, I didn't star it, but I'm going to, so I've been putting stars by my favorite ones because at some point I'll probably go back and be like, I want more. Uh, it's probably a little pricey for a salsa every month, but it's been so much fun to like, well, A, to, to learn the hot sauce flavor wheel has just been like a cool thing to explore. Um, by the way, not sponsored by them or anything. I'm just uh, sharing the joy. Maybe it's a little pricey, but it's so much fun to get like surprise salsa and it's not that expensive. I will probably be at the end of this year, like re-upping because it's so good. Although, uh, Fuego, if you're hearing me and you know, you, you want to, you know, just give me another free year to endorse you, we can talk shop. We can talk. <laughs> uh, so that was your on the food side. That was fun. Oh, I, I was going to mention, so I noticed that my two favorite ones were like Hellfire and then also um, the uh, 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 Hell's Kitchen Black Forest. I was like, oh, why are all my favorite sauces so gothy sounding? Coincidence or was seeing, maybe I should blind take the next one I get. I'm not going to look at the name of it just in case that's like influencing how much I like it. I don't know. At any rate. Super fun stuff. You guys, thank you. This has been a treat. It's like just over a half hour and I think I am going to send you on your way. Go find a Bartolino, uh, order some Native Nine wines. What else? Uh, get yourself some new glassware if, if you're due for it. Get yourself some hot sauce. It doesn't have to be Fuego. Just start your own like little log. I will be keeping mine going. I can tell you that much because it's just too much fun. Should I be this excited by hot sauce? Yes. The answer is yes. 
all right uh as i said let me know how you are uh also if you're feeling feeling it then you know like subscribe and leave things on on the apple podcast that would help me out i hope you are having a lovely saturday i hope you get enough sleep even though the time change is imminent it's my least favorite one because i sleep too late already but yeah um thank you for listening have a fabulous glorious productive loving excellent uh week <laughs> i'll talk to you next one cheers glass, glass, i just drink wine i just drink wine i don't fuck with minute maids i just drink wine i don't fuck with coffee maids i just drink wine give me red white or say don't touch me motherfucker i'm a sommelier been a boardwalk audio podcast for more information and shows visit boardwalkaudio.com don't forget to rate and subscribe now